sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hello, everybody. We're back. So welcome once again to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. This week, we're finally doing... 2020 Top 10 Songs Part 1. Yeah. First... Top 20 Songs Part 1. Six months. Yeah, each of our Top 10. Uh, so this one will be mostly us blathering incoherently about songs and then playing the songs, which is much better. But not a lot of, uh, not a lot of back and forth... That you that you've come to love and expect from this podcast, but uh, I always like doing the the top ten. Never yeah. really know what to say, but we might as well jump in. Hope everybody's quarantine is still going okay. Um, and this top ten is not my best work as far as picking out songs because well, I kind of forced it. I wasn't listening to new music as much during the quarantine. I was just kind of just listening to whatever. Yeah. So I wasn't listening to the. So it was it was just kind of done in the last couple of weeks instead of like over time. So that's why it's a little later than. Well, we always do it pretty late, but that's why it's a little. I don't know. A yeah. little different. Still got good songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the first one is my pick. It is Wire, primed and ready. Uh, Wire been around since. 77 their first album came out and uh i guess post-punk is what they were labeled at this they basically invented this sound and this is them still doing it uh i don't know what else to say i've always been a fan of theirs so i i like i did, did it sound like this song i haven't listened to the whole album but their last album or maybe it was two albums ago i think it was their last album right they did they have i forget but uh, this one sounds like there's a lot more guitar than the last one. Is that? Did you find that to be true? Or it depends on the song. Yeah. yeah. They, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've always they've always had guitar pretty prominent, but then you know they also do the keyboards and stuff, which there's some mm-hmm. of in this song too. Um, right. This has both. I just yeah I yeah from the last album it was more more keyboard yeah emphasized. Um, yeah. That's no, uh. I'm, I don't know. I'll probably always pick a Wire song if they come out. They've come. They released two albums this year um, already, so there's there'll probably be another Wire song in my second half. But uh, anyway, let's let's just play it. Here's Wire, primed and ready. Deal. 
Of Montreal, you've had me everywhere. I just like you always pick a wire. I'll pretty much always pick an of Montreal song, and this is this is a really good one. Yeah, they they always make our list. Yeah, they are great. They're great live. If you ever have a chance to see them when this madness is over, you should go. Uh, they're from Athens, Georgia. They have nothing to do with Montreal, and they're really fun. Yeah, same town as REM and the B52s. Closer to the B52s than REM, I would say. Uh, they do. I mean, it is kind of like party music but you know intelligent i feel like is a good description of them um, well yeah, well maybe maybe over intelligent with some of their lyrics yeah 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 they do get they can be a little pretentious in their titles <laughs> and lyrics sometimes but this one not is not it's not the case for this one but no. it's uh i mean yeah i i party music dance music i don't know but they're the lyrics are always interesting and yeah. And I like his voice. So it's, it's great stuff. Yeah. And, and they've been around forever, which is weird to me how, how long they've been around and they've really never hit like a, like a, a popularity that you'd expect for someone, a band that's been around for this long. You know what I mean? They're yeah. kind of like, like teetering at a, this level and they never went up to the next level, but they've still been popular enough to survive for this long. And, and still, I mean, this is like their, I don't know, like the 20th album, and it still sounds really good. Yeah. I might well, be wrong with that number, but they put out a lot of, a lot of albums. It's like, yeah, it's the Robin Hitchcock thing. Mm-hmm. Like that same level, I think. They might, they're probably bigger than Robin Hitchcock, actually, but. I was going to say the opposite. They've never had a. Uh, yeah, you might be right. Concert movie made for By them. By Jonathan Demme, yeah. And they've never been in, they've, uh, what's his name, Kevin Barnes has never starred in it, as far as I know, a Jonathan Demme movie. Yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, no, this is. They're always good. Here's of Montreal. You've had me everywhere. SDH, Semiotics Department of Heteronyms. Suffer is the name of the song. Uh, they are out of Barcelona. No, Barcelona. Huh. Uh, I didn't know that. And it's it's just basically, I always like these kind of things, like old school minimal wave keyboard shit um, um, with female vocals, which I also always dig. Uh, nothing, nothing... Uh, 
life-altering. Just a good song in a in a genre I like. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and a great band name. Yeah, I know. I like that they put that their band name is actually SDH followed by Semiotics Department yeah. of Heteronyms. <laughs> so does SDH stand for something else? Who knows? I don't know. You can Google it. I'm sure there's all kinds of stupid things it stands for, like some kind of plumbing thing or something. But um, yeah, let's just listen to it. Here is Suffer. Paper Cup featuring Sylvan Sylvan Esso? Sylvan Esso, yeah. Uh, which is, is a, f- Go ahead, sorry. Well, they're actually a... It's an electronic duo. Um, oh, she does vocals, okay. and then the other guy does keyboards and stuff. Um, they're, they're out of Durham, North Carolina, Sylvan, uh, Sylvan Esso, and real estate's from Ridgewood, New Jersey. Don't know where that is in New Jersey? You probably do. Nope. Um, um, I don't know New Jersey for nothing, but real estate is like of Montreal usually when they have something that comes out I like it and yeah. this is another example that's it's just a very pretty song and and uh, they they pair well with Sylvan Esso I yeah. thought it was just I think one, yeah they pair well Sylvan Esso it adds like just enough color because there are like very minimal keyboards on this mm-hmm. um, from which they don't usually have um, and then her voice but yeah it's like mellow like it's almost 70s AM pop kind of but but there's yeah. a song on my list that's more 70s a.m. pop. Oh yeah, I I think so. I think I know which one you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we always like real estate. They have they're always pretty and good melodies. Yeah, but it was interesting to have like a, a, a contrasting voice here. So I did like that. I I like that bands do that. This is there's a there's a lot of this of our list that I'm going to talk about that I like that I think band, more bands should do. And we'll talk about. The later thing and a later selection. But anyway, yeah, this is a great song. Let's listen to it. Yeah, Paper Cup.
All right. Uh, my next pick is Beach Bunny Promises. They are out of Chicago. It's, it's I, no surprises for anybody who's ever listened to these best of. It's like indie pop rock, um, but it it starts out kind of kind of mellow and slower, and you're like, oh, this is this is nice, and then it ramps up and then just kind of keeps going at that level. Um, and I really I, like her voice with the music. I can't remember uh, what um, who it is, but she, her voice and the music together really reminds me of someone recently. I can't remember who, though. So this comment is uh, entirely useless. It could <laughs> I know. I'm like, is it Taco Cat? I don't know. Taco! No, Taco Cat had... It's not Taco Cat is who I'm thinking of, and that's too bad that Taco Cat hasn't had anything new lately because I really like them too. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a fun song. I like it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Beach Bunny promises. I like this one too, and it really was, but it wasn't in my top ten. But I graded it with a curve uh, because I did not expect her to have a song this good. Yeah, Selena so. Gomez, "A Sweeter Place" featuring Kid Cudi. Yeah, and I think I mean Kid Cudi is all over the sound of this song. I feel like. Uh, yeah, I, you mean not only like being in it, but just like he probably produced it or, or no? Yeah, I'm thinking produced it. Yeah, maybe even did some of the the music. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't look into it that much, but yeah, it like it could be like a Kid Cudi song featuring Selena Gomez singing <laughs> when you listen to it. Um, yeah, I agree with that. It's really good. Yeah, and it's got that that hook that's kind of and it's kind of reminds me of like a '80s R&B hook. Um, yeah, I, it's just a. It wasn't what I was expecting when I nope. saw Selena Gomez had a new album. Yeah. Um, Selena Gomez out of Texas, by the way, if anybody cares or doesn't know anything about I her. I did not know that, so thank you for that information. Um, yeah. Let's let's listen to it. A Sweeter Place featuring Cade Cuddy by Selena Gomez.
Lobsters, all compasses go wild. Um, they've been around since '86. Although... Oh, I didn't know that. I was going to sound say they sounded, they had a like an older sound, and I did not know that that sound was legitimately theirs. Yeah, yeah, it is. They're from Paisley, Scotland. Um, yeah, they they were kind of part of the whole. I know I've brought it up a million times before. You can all look it up. C86 movement, which was just kind of like. Uh, uh, lo-fi indie pop kind of movement that's that was around 85 86 um um so they were like kind of on the they were spearheading that back then and and they stuck to that sound um which still works in 2020 i think Mm -hmm. yeah yeah just a a nice catchy song here it is close lobsters all compasses go wild The artist is Massage from Los Angeles. Yes. And it's Michael is my girlfriend. Jangly fun is how I would describe yeah. it. I, it's melodic. I always like when the there's opposing voices. So it's like I, I don't know if it's two or three people, but it's all these different voices singing this song, and it's it's nice. It's sweet. Yeah. I, yeah. We like the jangly stuff on here a lot mm-hmm. too. It yeah. reminds me of uh, if anyone's familiar, like artists on the Flying Nun label in the 80s out of like New Zealand a lot of New Zealand indie pop that's what this kind of reminds me of yeah it's really good um don't know too much about them other than that they're from LA but uh yeah let's go with massage it's a tough name for a band massage 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you do a search, it's not going to be the first thing that it, shows up. You have to look up Massage Band. Yeah. Or the name of the song. Yeah. But, you know, Massage as a name, you can pretty much guarantee it's not going to be like death metal. Mm, that's not true. No, that would be like Skull Massage or something. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Michael is my girlfriend. My next pick is Psychedelic Furs, first album in I don't even fucking know how long. Uh, song is Don't Believe. Always been a fan of the Psychedelic Furs. Seen them live a few times. Um, and this is, uh, it just goes back to their classic sound. If you like that sound, you're going to like it. Um, they've always had a little bit of like discordant touches um, to their to their music. Uh, they did come out of punk, obviously, but you wouldn't you wouldn't call them punk. But um, not not like straight ahead sweet pop music. But uh, I don't know this one. I really I really liked it. Really sounds like old psychedelic furs, um, which is probably why I gravitated toward it. Did you have any reaction to the song or? Yeah, I liked it. I was surprised that they had something out. Uh, I saw them live in like probably 2001 or something in Los Angeles and the entire the entire concert the lead singer was smoking in between songs like just constantly <laughs> so I do not know how he's still alive but yeah it's good yeah I saw them more re- I saw them in the 80s and then I, I saw them more recently when uh, Robin Hitchcock opened for him um, which was a couple years ago I think two or three years ago and uh, he was not smoking anymore but <laughs> but he they put was, on a good show yeah yeah He's he's still suave. Um yeah, here it is. Psychedelic first, don't believe. Money's got the medicine, you can't believe in anything. I wanted what I never had, you get it, then it's gone again.
All right, and before we go to the break, uh, your next song. It is Girl Gang with Dream Girl. G-R-R-L. If you listened to this song, you would guess that they're from, I don't know, Oh, you would not guess where they're from, for sure, yeah. (laughs) Not, I don't even know how to say it, Indonesia. Yeah, Yogyakarta, Indonesia. So that was a shock when I saw that. But this is a really fun, jumpy, great voices, great song. Indie pop, it's got the female and male vocals. Although, to be, it's not a problem for me, but the male vocals, the guy is not a great singer by any stretch of the imagination it no, sounds that like works in the song it works in the song it, it even sounds like he's auto-tuned just slightly um which which could be the case um, <laughs> but yeah no it's just a fun upbeat song and i was also shocked to when i found out they were from indonesia i think it's a trio two guys it, and a woman oh i thought it was two women and a guy but I, I think it is a trio you might be right might be two two guys and a woman um but yeah, no, really good. I was glad I found this. Uh, so uh, it it fits in with everything we usually listen to. But I think this is our first Indonesian band on the <laughs> on our countdown. I mean, I I read a little bit about them. That I think the story is that they were in school together, and is it, maybe this is another band where they just they were on a road trip and decided to form a band, which is just a funny way. I always like those stories. <laughs> oh, and it's great. They have a. It's not this song, but there's another single where they have a the cover for their for the you know the whatever whatever it's called nowadays. But the cover is like Archie inspired art. Oh yeah, yeah, they're definitely uh, American pop culture junkies. Yes. Um, yeah, let's take a listen. Here's Girl Gang with Dream Girl. back after the break with uh, the rest of our songs. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shanmiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Brian Stoker's creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the start, it's gonna take. 
All right, we're back. Uh, okay, so my next pick is Peel Dream Magazine. Pill is the name of the song. They're out of New York. Uh, apparently, it's like the non de plume of Joe Stevens, so I don't know if this is a one-man band project. It doesn't sound like it, but I can't really find too much other information about them. Um, We've gone through so many bands that don't sound like one-man projects and end up that they are, so I yeah, would not be surprised. Yeah, I know. It could be. Um, it's definitely a shoegaze kind of My Bloody Valentine sound, which is, um, although catchier than My Bloody Valentine, which is a lot more. Oh, I don't know if it's one man, though. I just did a search, and there's like a bunch of people that show up. Okay, good. Picture. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't I couldn't pull any other. Sorry, Peel Dream Magazine, um, for not knowing you all. The uh, Named after, uh, in part, John Peel, the BBC radio host. Uh, who was a big champion of independent music. Um, but yeah, yeah, shoegazy is all I can really say about it. Uh, what did, did you I enjoy this one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like that buzz is always good. Yeah, I love the buzz. Um, here's Peel Dream Magazine with Pill. Next up, uh, the, this is the one I was sure you would pick. She's great. Isabel Campbell with Ant Life. I mean, not only is it Isabel Campbell who has such a pretty, awesome voice, but it's about ants. Yeah. This is a little more upbeat than I'm used to her. Being. Yeah. I mean, it's so still I, it's still kind of mellow, but it's um, instead of yeah. being just like kind of folk pop, it's like psychedelic folk a little. Like it, it gets that that upbeat feel going into the chorus and, and uh, has some of those psychedelic touches. Uh, yeah. And I mean, like sometimes her, I mean, her voice is so beautiful. It just, it just makes you want to, I don't know. It's just, it's just heart wrenching. And this one's not heart wrenching. It's just, it's just pretty and really nice. So yeah, I like it. I yeah. Like for, for anybody who doesn't know, Isabel was in Bill and Sebastian for a while. I don't know. I still don't know the story of why she left. Um, I don't either, of I, but I assume it's just the breakup. Yeah. And she didn't like being around her ex. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but, but I don't know that for a fact. I mean, that's just an assumption. Maybe she just wanted to make her own music, which is... Yeah, she does great on her own. Worked so. out. Yeah. 
And I don't even like bringing that up really when I think about her because that's so long ago. It's like she's been on, she's been a solo artist for longer than she was in Bell Bell and Sebastian by like five or six times. Oh, yeah. Well, but I mean, it's the same thing with Bob Mould, like, or people like that, where you're like, well, it's it's always going to be up. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sugar. That's the one that everybody thinks of. Here's, uh, Here's Isabel Campbell with Ant Life. disagree slightly on the on the bob mold comparison just because he was such a like he was the the front like the true that's true yeah and she was just i mean if you didn't know it you wouldn't know it like with bob mold you know yeah that's anyway that is true but i'm just saying like when you come from a hugely popular band right it's always going to be part of yeah I i mean and i don't think that takes away from uh their their post band stuff either i mean it's just I think it's impressive when people from uh, really popular bands can still go on and make music on their own and, and, you know. Well, I think it's especially impressive with her because she wasn't the, like, the... The head. The, the driving force. The songwriter, yeah. The art, yeah. And now she is, and she's just as good as she was there, so... Yes, I agree. Um, all right, uh, my next pick is Jenny O, God Knows Why. Um, she's out of... Oh, I thought you picked it because it's a really good song. No, I I was just like, oh, God knows why I picked this, but you know, I don't. I'm not good at coming up with explanations. She's out of L.A. She is. She reminds me a little bit of um, holy fuck. Why am I blanking on her name? A new pornographer, singer, also solo career. Oh, Nico Case. Nico no. Case. A little, yeah. a little bit of Nico Case. It's got like a slight country tinge to it, but then yeah, but not nearly as country as Nico Case. No, not, a, not and then definitely also uh, some like Isabel Campbell, some psychedelic touches that uh, work really well in the song, and I just think it's pretty. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, um, here is Jenny O. God knows why. Now it's 
cheerleader, things we regret. A Philadelphia band. Yep, Philly. Home no idea. Um, it. I don't know why, but this to me sounds like a sweet summer song about regret. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea why it makes me think of the summer, but it does. It. It's so weird. I was like looking. I was trying to think of a way to describe it, and like this doesn't completely make sense. But the best description I could come up with was like. If Tom Petty was inspired by like a synth pop song, he would <laughs> write this, fair. even though I it's not that... really synth pop, but just like the melodies and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, it's really nice. Yeah. What else can it's you smooth. say? Yeah, it's good. Let's do it. Cheerleader things we regret. Rescue. They formed in Ver- Burlington, Vermont, but of course now they're based in New York City. Um, and it's like, it's like kind of electro, m- more on the aggressive side than the the pop side. Kind of like um, if the Jesus and Mary Jane or the Velvet Underground were doing stuff on electronic instruments. Um, There's a lot of fuzz. Yeah, there's a lot of fuzz. I it's just a sound I, I like and I will always like and I think this is a good example of it. Um any anything to add? No, I agree. Yeah. Here we go. Vacant lots with rescue. Another perennial favorite on our countdowns. Ty Seagal doing a cover, which I didn't know was a cover, of Driving Along by 
Harry Nielsen. Yeah. How do you say it? Nielsen? Nielsen. Nielsen. I, yeah. I think so. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. So Ty Seagal put out an album this during the quarantine for free on Bandcamp called Seagal Schmagal. And it's all covers of songs from the Nielsen album, Nielsen Schmilson, yeah. which really makes me laugh. Uh, and uh, I really, I this is what I was talking about earlier. Where I really want more artists to just do covers, just to do a bunch of covers, and especially covers that sound entirely different than the original. Yes, and, it, and that's what's great about this. I mean, listening to them back and back to back, you only know that they're, they're, it's a cover because the lyrics are the same. He just totally changed the arrangement and the sound of the song, and it's awesome the new way. It's great though, the original way, but it's really it's fun. And he did that with all the songs on the album, and I really I really like it. So, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's not like it's. I I really don't like mocking covers, of, and he's not doing that at all. He no. really obviously likes the songs. He just like <laughs> does them in his own way. I think. I think What's he's. The... Go ahead. Sorry. I think he's a, a like classic rock for people who hate classic rock is a good description <laughs> of Tice Seagal. What were you gonna say? What would be an example of a mocking cover? I don't know. I'm trying to think of. Uh, of course, I'm I'm like blanking on them now, but oh well. I mean, I guess they kind of did it in their own style, so it wasn't so much mocking. But like, I think of like that Limp Biscuit covering "Faith" by George Michael and stuff, where you're just like, Ugh. oh, I mean, I don't care for Limp Biscuit, so I right, wouldn't same like the here. song. Yeah, but if I liked Limp Biscuit, I would enjoy hearing them do a version of another popular song. That's what I'm saying. I I just like covers that like I didn't care for that Weezer cover album. I only heard a couple of the songs, but it didn't sound like they're changing anything. It yeah. just sounded like we're going to sing it the same way I was originally done. What's the point of that? I can hear the original. Yeah. And um, but anyway, yeah, I really like I like the idea, I like the execution, and I really like Ty Seagal, so it all came together well. Yes. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Here's Ty Seagal driving along. was also going to say um i'm glad you picked that one because when i was going through i somehow missed it from the list um so when i saw it on yours i like went back i was like was wait was that on i was like oh yeah yeah no i'm so i'm glad you got that one in um this next one um you is my pick but you also picked it and i thought you probably would have picked it had i not anyway um but the oriole oriel's space samba disco volator theme in parentheses and 
I think it kind of tells you everything you need to know about it in the title. <laughs> Space Samba and Disco is <laughs> is basically it. I mean, it's they seem to me clearly to be fans of Stereo Lab, though this isn't like a Stereo Lab ripoff. It's it's their own thing. But they're they I would say they're probably influenced by the same kind of stuff Stereo Lab was influenced by. But it also kind of reminds me of. Um... I don't know if you remember them. They're from like 10 years ago. Uh, Supreme Beings of Leisure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These like dance, dancey songs that have have heft to them, I guess. Is yeah. How I put it. Yeah. Electronic music with with that isn't just like rave music and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they are out of Halifax, England. Um, a three piece. Though this is the three piece that is two women and one man, I think. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's it's just fun. Uh, Agreed. Here is Space Samba, parentheses, Disco Velotter theme. Another cover. That's interesting. There was actually a lot of covers. Wait, I didn't that... know this was a cover, to be honest. Yeah. Wait. I'm, I'm, let me say the name. Maybe I skipped one. Parsnip, Treacle Toffee World. Yeah, World. I didn't know it was a cover. Yeah, there's a... Let me look it up again. It was a band called Fire. And this was an example where the original sounds pretty much the same as the as the cover. Uh yeah, the band. I, yeah, I don't know anything else about the band aside from that they're called Fire. It was a psych, a pop psych band from the seventies. Oh yeah, I might. I did they do Father's Name is Dad? I they might be that that band. I don't know. Let's see, um, Father's Name. That's a really yep, same band. Okay, same. So I know that song. Okay. Um, so th- this is the cover of that. It's not that different. The only difference is this is women and that's men. Yeah, and we should mention they are from Melbourne, so. I don't think yeah, we I ever get through a list without Melbourne. I'm glad oh. they finally made it on. I think we got a couple Melbournes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> if you want to spoil things, Jesus. <laughs> but this is great. This is a great song. It's it's a lot of fun. And yeah. I really like covers. I, I mean, I don't just like covers, but I do. I just. But anyway, aside from that, there's there's another cover in your best of. It was a, a Blind Melon song. And I was like, wow. I was, so that's. Usually you don't have covers, a lot of covers, but three, that's pretty, that's a lot. Yeah, and I hate Blind Melon too, so. I don't, I don't mind Blind Melon. I like both versions of that song. What's it called? No Rain, Not Rain? Yeah. Anyway, that's not on a list. It wasn't, it didn't make the cut. But anyway, Trickle Toffee World, worth listening to. It's kind of yeah. trippy and fun. and Psychedelic sunshine to... pop, yeah. Um, yeah, here it is, Parsnip, Trickle Toffee World. 
that's a, another thing about that is like it's it's hard to know if songs are covered nowadays because this could be a new song like in that style there's so many artists doing this kind of sound now you know and, and all sounds like it's it's hard to know unless you do the research i guess but this is definitely a cover it's not just the same name yeah yeah <laughs> um it was really hard to find that Ty Seagal song too. When I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna put this on my, on like, it's not on Google." Yeah, yeah, on, no, it's just it's on, on Bandcamp, not on iTunes or yeah. It's not on Spotify either. I wasn't sure about. I that. don't, I don't fuck with that. I don't know. I'm oh, like, I thought you used, I thought you used to make the playlists. On I did, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's on Bandcamp and it's free, so I'm surprised it's not on the other places. Maybe there's some kind of licensing thing because they're not his songs. Oh yeah, yeah, that could be. But I, I mean, if if anyone has a chance, I'd download the whole album. In fact, I think we should do a original songs versus because because it was fun to listen to these and the originals. If some week, if you want to do it, I yeah, do that's that. I'm fine with that. I've got Nilsson Schmilson. So, um, all right, my final pick is Retirement Party, Runaway Dog. Um, they are out of Chicago. It's like. It's like a kind of 90s indie rock sound. Um, it's got like that big beat kind of kraut rock thing. And it's basically got one guitar riff going through the entire song. There's not a lot of changes. But um, sometimes good artists can make that work. I think they, they make it work with this one. And I like the lyrics and her vocals. And her, her vocals are definitely covered by noise. Yes. Like not just the guitar, but like a, a filter, I guess. Is yeah. that how that works? Yeah, she's, good. she's got some effect on her vocals. Um, here it is, Retirement Party, Runaway Dog. Another one I thought you might choose. This is the 70s AM gold vibe that yeah. I was thinking of. It's Banana Gun, Out of Reach. And any song that starts with na-na-na-na-ba-ba <laughs> is, is that a flute or whatever in, is the, music, the musical instrument going with it. That's objectively good. There is no argument that this is not a good song. It's really good. And it, it definitely has that 70s vibe to it. They're from Melbourne. Yep, also from and, Melbourne. 
and uh, yeah, Banana Gun out of reach. I don't yeah. have much else to say about it's, it. Yeah, it's, it's got pretty. It's got that kind of also like, it's got a feel of like '50s Exotica records kind of to it. Yeah, no, I I really like it. It's it's very fun and mellow. Um, and watch the video if you get a chance. It's kind of fun. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'll check it it's, out. It's silly. I mean, it's just it has the. <laughs> the lyrics and then it goes into them dancing in like totally seventies clothes and stuff. It's just kind of funny. Well, one, one thing to mention before we listen, I think this is the first time we haven't had any Portland bands on here. Hmm. Oh. Step up your game, Portland. Well, they're busy protesting and getting killed and disappeared. Here's banana I'm surpri- gun. What? I'm surprised. Oh, go ahead. I can talk about what I'm surprised about as we, after we listen to the song. Okay. Here's banana gun out of reach. your surprise that i love that fiona apple album i'm pretty sure it's the best album of the year still and i didn't want and to neither pick one of us picked a song from it yeah, yeah. well i i mean it's more of like an album album and these are like you know yeah. standout songs so yep yeah it's a well it's a hard sell on on the level of individual songs i think as you know we always our lists are always kind of fun and upbeat for the most part so yeah that's true too that's such a good album though i would like to recommend that again as as a non-official recommendation hey man i'm not stopping you well sounds like you're trying to but i beat you at your own game i guess all we have left to do is recommendations asians 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 you got anything? what do you got oh hold on i'm, I'm looking mine up um, uh, oh wait, what's the name of it? Hold on, I, I got look so, my, so I thought I knew the name of it and I got it wrong. I've got so many, many books I'm reading um, at once, and I gotta, I gotta find. Oh, I, I will recommend a book that was really good sci-fi kind of space opera stuff. I have to look up the exact name because it's a, it's a longer name. Uh, the Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. It's very, very simple. But very good. It's a very, very fun. It's like there's not a lot of conflict in 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 the book among the characters that you like, and it's just like 
people's complaint about it is that the characters were too nice, but sometimes I like a book like that. And it's just, it's a, it won the Hugo of whatever year it came out, and it's a good book. It's part of the Wayfarer series, so I would recommend that. My, my main recommendation is that um, – oh, I had the name right. It's, they don't have good SEO yet, but there's a new – the Deadspin people came back, and they're creating a new website that's a sub- subscription, and I hate paying for websites, but I decided I like those people so much that I'm paying for this, and they have a podcast attached to it. that The, the website's not out yet, but the podcast uh, premiered last week. It's called The Distraction. And it, even if you don't like sports, it's an enjoyable listen. They talk about, I mean, the, the entire reason they got kicked off a of dead spin is because they were talking too much about not sports and they're right. very good about talking about not sports. So the new website's called the defector and the website's called the distraction. So I would recommend that. It's really good. Oh yeah. I really like their, their reporting online before they mm-hmm. all got kicked out or left really. Um, I'm going to recommend a book. It's from, uh, 1939 by Eric Ambler, never had heard of him before, called A Coffin for Demetrios. And it's basically a kind of a noir um, about this this author who's in Turkey and gets involved in this um, in because of uh, some government official in Turkey that he meets. They, uh, he gets involved in this criminal who was just murdered, um, Demetrios, who the authorities have been trying to find for a long time and goes down a rabbit hole of Demetrios's life and stuff. It's really good. Um, yeah, recommend it. A Coffin for Demetrios. I like finding new authors in genres that I like, and it's very difficult in noir because I feel like there's, like, the the whole thing is already set. Like, everybody knows who the big ones are, and that's who gets mentioned. So well, That's cool, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh... Speaking of the detective genre, I rewatched the first episode of Andy Barker PI the other night. Oh, I need to watch that. Does it hold up? Yeah, it's really funny. It's really stupid and funny. And that's the one he was in with uh, Buster, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's a couple character actors in there that, that pop up that are really good, too, in, in the first episode. It's written by – it's created by Conan O'Brien and um, whoever the head writer for Conan O'Brien at the time was Jeff Fruster. I forget the name, but it's not someone who's going to do anything more than being a writer on shows. So. Yeah. It's not Robert Smigel or anything. No, yeah. no, but it's still, it's a shame. It only got six episodes. I'd probably, it, it deserved more than that. And I think, I think if it were created now, it probably, it wouldn't be on a network, but it would have gotten more seasons. Yeah. Um, have you ever watched anything on Quibi? No, it's crap. I hate it. Oh, is it, I don't know anything about it, but, I just don't like the idea that they created this thing that's it's made to be watched in six minute spurts on your phone. And then if you read the article about it, there's a lot of like jerks running it and it's, I don't know. I don't think that's too bad because I, I kept hearing on Seth Meyers this week because he had them all on. There's some new show on there with JB Smoove, John Lutz and Paula Pell um, that they created. And it's like a, it's like a murder. She wrote, based comedy yeah i didn't know they were all like six minute episodes i don't know how long they are i know they're 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 designed for the phone they're designed like when you're on your commute they said they had perfect timing they came out in march and it was a a a network or a a service designed for watching when you're not at home uh anyway (laughs) yeah well who who could have foreseen i guess they had they had did have some talented people creating things. It just I, I'll send you the article. The article is pretty interesting about how the there was no 
there's two people running it. The one dude that was part of DreamWorks. Do you remember his name? Um, it was DreamWorks was like Spielberg, Geffen, and Katzenberg. And okay. Katzen, Katzenberg was the talent side, and the other side was the the woman who was running HP. I forget her name, but another like the two strong personalities, and she was supposed to be the the tech side, and he was supposed to be the like the talent side. But they didn't listen to any of their people. So their people said, you can't do this as far as marketing goes, and they did it anyway, and it was like a big flop. So <clears throat> they've really been kind of burning money to start with, and not not a not small part is because of the pandemic, but there's a lot of other stuff going on that didn't, that made them not do well. But there there probably is good stuff on there. I don't know why I have such a bias against the thing, but I do. <laughs> well, it's not like they couldn't fucking retool for the pandemic times and make shit longer exactly. for people to watch. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, that was one of the things. They, they In the beginning, they're like, uh, people were like, well, do you want to be able to stream to TV? It's like, no. It has to be on, on just on handheld devices. It's like, why? That's Who stupid. wants to watch something on their phone when they're home? Yeah. I literally never watch anything on my phone, so. I very rarely do. I'd rather not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's that. Okay. I did a I did a fun. Fuck you, Quibi. All, taken down. I, I went through all my music recently, like my own music, all my like the MP3s or whatever I have, and I found so much good stuff I hadn't thought about in a long time. Like I had an Aesop Rock CD from like 2000 or something. I didn't remember having that, and all these like. Um, uh, what is it like soul soul collections and um, uh, I forget the name. It's like just these like kind of like the stuff you listen to when you're not when you're not really listening to music, but it's still really fun to listen to. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like a, a, like they they used to play it in bars a lot. I don't know what they play. Well, they don't play anything now, but they used to have it in like the the classy bars where this like well, I thought they played in the classy bars. Maybe they didn't because I don't only heard it at home. <laughs> but I had all these neat collections and I. I was putting it together and I, I didn't have them like I had them all in a folder. So as I was putting them together, I was researching because I think I just downloaded them from here or there. I, I didn't. And they were half the stuff I had was just collections put together, like, like by someone like popular enough that it was collected somewhere, but it was just a, it was just a mix put together by a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. And it just got out there and it was like, I have a really cool collection here. <laughs> so that was fun to, to, sort through and listen to so i well if anyone else still has their downloaded music i advise you to go through it and and listen to it it's fun to do and then i had this crap and this is like way back stuff that i just had archived and had listened to and it was like all do you remember the like the back in the days of i don't i guess it was before torrents it was like that software it was napster and soul seek and i don't even remember how that stuff worked was it was it the technology the same as torrenting i don't really it remember i guess it was peer was peer to peer, yeah. yeah. But it, I remember. I mean, I had a, a vague memory of the of at the time when you downloaded stuff and it said a certain artist, and half the time it was wrong. It was wrong, yeah, yeah. And I had that. I mean, that happened. It was like I had this Tom Lehrer song, and I listened to. it. I was like, that doesn't sound like Tom Lehrer. And I looked it up, and that's not Tom Lehrer. So that was funny. <laughs> so it was just like a, a nice little flashback to the way things were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just fun to to do that deep dive and go through all that music. Yeah. I mean, I, I buy all my music, so I have it all. All my shit is MP3s basically. Um, but it's, yeah, it's organized. And I, I listen to, I just put it, I'll put it on fucking shuffle and just play shit all, right. all day. So, 
well, even the stuff I bought would sometimes end up in a folder. So it really was, I was not very organized. Now it's all organized, but it was not always all organized. Where do you buy your stuff from? Um, a lot of, di- a lot of times from Bandcamp now, um, <laughs> I'll still buy physical CDs if it's like a big box set or something that I want. Um, mm-hmm. If it's something that I really want that's not on Bandcamp, I'll get it from iTunes, but that's that's more rare. That's just like really big artists, which I don't buy a lot of anyway. So, When you get it from iTunes, do you have the option to have the MP3 so you can put it somewhere else, or is it only playable by like Apple stuff? No, you can convert it to MP3. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, um, which I do, and then I just get rid of the M4As. So how often does Bandcamp have that thing where most of the proceeds go to the band? So now what... they're doing it the first Friday of every month. That's cool. That's something to – I wish they'd advertise that more because I always fit, forget about it. And it is – that's nice. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, that's a, let me – sorry, I know it's late, but I'm going to do another recommendation because it just came out yesterday as we're recording this. Emma Swift, uh, Robin Hitchcock's love, uh, just released an album of Dylan covers called Blonde on the Tracks, which is really good. Um, I'd much rather listen to her singing them than Bob Dylan and her arrangements are nice and a lot and very sunny for, especially compared to what you'd think of it for Bob Dylan covers. So yes, Emma Swift blonde on the tracks. I would recommend it's on Bandcamp, And I'm sure she appreciates how you describe her as Robin Hitchcock's side piece. I, I, if, if she's the main piece, I don't think you can call her the side piece. She, I don't see why she can't be both. She's full <laughs> round, she's a well-rounded human being. No, I just threw that of... in for for any Robin Hitchcock fans listening who might not know her. Uh, gets the seal of approval. But no, she she is definitely her own. She was she was her own musician before she met Robin Hitchcock, and it is a great album. Sounds good. All right. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Pat will give you other instructions. Like us on Facebook. Rate us very highly on iTunes and write a review. Uh, and most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Listen. Listen to the flowers. Uh, yeah, and you know, write to us with suggestions. Nobody writes to us anymore. Yeah, you should write to us. And people who have written to us in the past, rewrite yeah, Re- I mean, and he means rewrite your old emails. They were all full of grammatical errors. Mm, yeah. um, so until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>